Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Good to see uh, new visitors in the house. Amen. God bless you guys. Uh, we, we're glad that you're here. Amen. If you're looking for a church, amen, we, we ask you that you come and just check us out, man. And if this is it, plant yourself and grow. Amen. If not, find somewhere to grow. That's the important part, right? It's getting somewhere that you can grow and that you can feel good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to jump back to our series. Amen. We had, we had a, uh, we had a Palm Sunday. We had Good Friday. We had a Resurrection Sunday. Amen. So we're going to jump back into our series that I was in before we had to go with that. Amen. And be a reminder of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Amen. And a celebration of our Lord and Savior. But go back into the series of what drives us. In this series, amen, we're looking at the drivers of Praise Chapel. You got to know who you are, who we are, and what we do, and what drives us, amen, in order to accomplish what God wants to do in our lives. Come on, you know, it's all right to come and get saved, but what do I do now? What do we do now? Who are we, amen? And if we're going to cross over into the things that God has promised for us, promised for you, then we got to know once we get there, who we are and what we need to do as a church. Can somebody say amen? Come on. So far, we looked at a, a couple, a few drivers. Anybody remember any of the drivers? God is looking for someone, amen. He's always looking for workers, amen. He's always looking for someone because without workers, without people, without servants, there's nothing. So there has to be servants in the house, amen. What's, that, what's another one? Pentecostal. That's what we are. Amen. We're Pentecostal. If you don't know who we are, we're Pentecostal. Hallelujah. We believe in the, in, in, in the spirit. Amen. In the spirit, tongues, everything like that. We believe in the gifts of the spirit of God. Amen. We believe in the healing, the supernatural. We believe in deliverance. We believe in miracles, signs and wonders. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. And then, and the other one is the church. A driver's a church, amen. We are the church, amen. It's, the church is not where we go to. The church is who we are. Come on, the church is right here. The temple of the living God is right here, and we are the church, but the church has a part, is a driver of what we do, amen. And so we're going to look at another driver today, amen, and it's called discipleship. Discipleship. Come on, how we, uh, you know, we know that we're called to love, Right? Come on, turn to somebody and say, I love you. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you. I love you. Amen. We, we're here to love. Amen. Because God is love. Come on, right? El Dios is amor. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Come on, I'm, I'm going to do a little bilingual for you. Amen. Praise God. But the, we're called to love. Amen. Besides the call to love is the call to follow. Come on. Somebody say follow him. Come on. To follow is one of the strongest commandments Jesus gives in the New Testament. The word used for followers or follow in the Greek is uh, is mimis, which means to imitate. Amen. Come on, taking orders doesn't come naturally to most of us. Right? Come on, if we say go do this, you're like, you go do it. <laughs> Come on, we, we, we don't follow commands really good, amen. But let me tell you, but to imitate, listen, that's something that we prefer to do. Come on, people imitate celebrities, their hairstyles, the clothes they wear, etc. They, they want to be them. Back in the day, everyone wanted to be Elvis. Come on, we still have Elvis impersonators here in Las Vegas. Uh, come on, Michael Jackson. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. They, they dress. It was things. I, back in the day, I wanted to be Bruce Lee. I would imitate his voices. Oh, he, yeah, he, I mean, he, if you, if you're a Bruce Lee fan, amen, you know the faces he made when he hit somebody. That's what I want to be. Every time I came out of a Bruce Lee movie, I thought I was the meanest kung fu fighter. Hallelujah. I mean, I started kicking and doing all kinds of stuff. But that, that's who I wanted to imitate. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, 19 to 20 says this. He said to them, and this is Jesus speaking, follow me 
and I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. Jesus says, follow me. As I said, the, 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 the definition in the Greek of follow means to imitate me. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples. I want you to imitate me. In order to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, we must, we must, we must show that we follow, we imitate both on the outside and on the inside. Come on, it can't just be Jesus on the outside and you're all devil on the inside. Come on, somebody. No, it can't be like that, amen. So whatever is flowing on the outside has to be what's inside of you. And so if you are presenting Christ, it's because you got Jesus on the inside. It should be Jesus on the inside working on the outside. Come on, that's why we can smile and we can be who we need to be in Christ. We are imitating Christ. Amen. To truly imitate Christ, we need to connect to those around us by being the example for, uh, for the, for, for, in order for others to follow. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 1.11, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. In the, in the New King James, it says like this, imitate me as I imitate Christ. We, we have to imitate Christ. Amen. I don't want you imitating Pastor Art. Come on. I don't want you to go get a haircut and spike your hair. Amen. That's, that's, the one, that's, that's not what it's all about. Imitate. And that doesn't mean you let your hair grow long and you wear sandals either. Come on. Follow Christ's character. Follow who Christ is. Amen. His character, his mannerism, the fruits of the spirit. Amen. Uh, come on. Follow, uh, walk in love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, patience, have self-control. Come on. How many need some help in that area? Hallelujah. So we got to imitate Christ. Well, we, when we do anything, would Jesus do this? Will he act like this? Will he say this? No, you got to imitate him. Can somebody say amen? Jesus and Paul said, follow me, imitate me, and I will show you how to be a disciple, and I will show you how to disciple others. He is the best example. Come on, the gold man, we have a book that says, follow the leader. Come on, the leader is Jesus Christ. That, that's who we're trying to follow. That's who we're trying to imitate. Amen. That is the best imitation that you can be as a Christ to, to this world. Amen. Come on. Today, I want to focus on the bill part. You know, our, 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 our mission statement is win, build, serve, send. Come on. And we do this by offering real faith, real change. And so we got to win. We know how to win people. Amen. We win people. We, we minister to people. We invite people. We hand them flyers. We invite them to church. Whatever it is, we win. But once they come in, we got to build. Can somebody say amen? That's who, who we're part of. That's who we are here at PCLV. Amen. We will grow individually and as a church. If we're going to do that, we must build. And building comes through discipleship. Amen. Discipleship is something that's needed to be, that needs to be consistent in our church and the church of Jesus Christ. But what is discipleship? Discipleship is the process by which one person imparts into another. Amen. The goal of discipleship is to help individuals become disciples of Jesus Christ by equipping them and encouraging them. How many need some encouragement now and then? Come on, it comes through discipleship. It's when you start to disciple someone, encourage them, equip them, amen, it's to help them to come under the authority of God and develop a strong personal relationship with the Lord, amen, becoming like him more and more every, every day in every area of our lives and preparing them to walk out for their calling and make disciple makers out of them. Come on, because disciples make disciples. Disciples Make disciples. There's a quote from someone that says this, Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. Come on. If we're Christ followers, then we need to be disciple makers. Can somebody say amen? Discipleship has to be personal. Disciple is up close. It is a life 
for a life. It's imparting one life into another. That's what Jesus did. Amen. Jesus preached to the multitudes. He taught them, but he discipled one-on-one or in the smaller group settings. People need examples. God is looking for you to be that example. God is looking for you to disciple someone, to help someone in the process. People learn integrity through observing someone's actions. We teach what we are. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. We teach what we are, how we act. Amen. You got to understand. You show me who you hang out with, I'll show you who you'll become. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Come on. Come on. You, you, you call yourself a Christian, then you, be, you better be hanging out with some Christians. Come on. You, if you call yourself a disciple or follow Christ, you, be, you better be around people that love Christ. Come on. You show me who you hang out with, I'll show you who you'll become. Come on. You grow up in the streets, you become street. It's the truth. Come on. I'm not, I'm not saying anything here. This is, this is, this is the truth. You hang out, and I'll show you who you become. See, discipleship requires godliness that translates to everyday outward living. You cannot disciple others without being an example for them to follow. That's why Paul, and that's why Jesus says, follow me, imitate me, because they already set the example. I'm going to set an example for you guys that I want you to follow. I want to set an example that I want you to imitate. Come on, let's, let's be Jesus imitators. Hallelujah. That's what the world needs today. That's what the church needs today. Paul tells the church of Thessalonians here in, 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 the, um, in 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 to 7, it says this. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit. In spite of your severe suffering, it brought you. In this same way, you imitate both us and the Lord. And as a result, you have become an example to all believers. Come on. The things that you go through and then why you stand and you keep fighting, people are looking at you. And you become now an example for them to follow. Amen. So if you're going through a storm in, a, in your life or you're going through a, uh, your marriage is being rocked and you see God working in your marriage and make it through, now you became an example for them to follow. Hey, if God did it for them, he can do it for me. Amen. If that person got delivered, amen, God can deliver me. Amen. Come on. It comes through examples. Can somebody say amen? amen? Come on, you're setting an example whether you, you think so or not, whether, whether it's good or it's bad. Hallelujah. We are setting the example, church. There are three main reasons for discipleship. The first one, we're commanded to. Come on, Jesus says, go make disciples. That's what he said. Jesus doesn't say, go make a churchgoer. Come on. He doesn't say, go find a, a Sunday Christian. Hello. But he says, go what? Go what? Make what? Disciples. That is what he told them to do. Don't make people just come to church. Don't make people just uh, show up when they want to show up. Go and make disciples. That's what Matthew 8, uh, 28, 19 says, therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus does not make this optional. He says, go make. He doesn't say, hey, Pastor Vic, if you, if you feel like it, if you're feeling good today, disciple somebody. No, we've got to make, go make disciples. It's, it's not an option. If you choose Christ and you, and, you, and you say you gave your life to Christ, then the next step is go make disciples. Go, give your life to Jesus. Start to follow someone's example that you can become a disciple. Come under someone to disciple you that you can become a disciple or just disciple someone else. Can somebody say Amen. See, once you get saved, once you come to the altar and gave your life to Jesus, now you can start to share the experience what God's done for you. Amen? Amen. It's like my coworker. He gets saved. 
right? He doesn't know the whole thing what took place. So I tell him, hey, Jimmy, you got any questions for me? You know, how you feeling? And he started just sharing his experience. You know what? I walked in. I had no hope. You, you talked about hope. You talked about doubts. I was dealing with that, and I left, I left free. And I said, you know what? That, that's great, Jimmy. You know, I, I'm here for you. You, you got to keep on coming. Read your word. And so I'm trying to encourage him, trying to disciple him at work and say, you know what? They're, 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 you got to keep the process going. You know, it's, like I said, once you get saved, there has to be something imparted in there. And so right away when you get saved, you, you can share that experience. Come on, all of us have something that the Lord has done for you, right? Something that you can share, something that you say, let, let me share an example of what Christ did for me. Let me share something, what God has done for me. And you start to share that to somebody. You can only impart, church, what you know. Don't start sharing someone else's testimony. You know what? Pastor Art's testimony is pretty good. So I'm going to use his testimony as mine. <laughs> let, me, let me share what God did for me. You know, my marriage was falling apart and you're not even married. You know, <laughs> you start sharing things. You know, you're making up things. Come on. There, there's people out there, man. They just want to, they want to just beef up their, their, their uh, testimony a little bit. Amen. Oh, my testimony is boring. Amen. I better throw some things in there. <laughs> you know, make it better, you know, I was a drug addict, all this stuff, and man, you you haven't even drank Coke yet, hallelujah. <laughs> Thinking you're all that, hallelujah, come on. <laughs> so you got to understand, it's not optional. Christ says, go make disciples, amen. The second, come on, the second, it's important that we, we, uh, thing is that needs to take place right after salvation, after someone gets saved, well, we need to get to know them. Come on, we're, we're working on something right now for altar workers. And we're going to start to know people and let them know what just tra- what took place after salvation. They're going to talk about them. They're going to offer the the, the, the the classes that we have to disciple people and say, hey, get connected to this, get connected to that, get connected to that, because that's the most important thing is to get to know them as the disciples. Come on, this has to start right away. we got to start imparting right away. If discipleship does not take place, the chance of them coming back is slim none if there's no contact there's nothing to say hey good to see you hey exchanging a number whatever it is amen then let me tell you the chances of them coming back is slim and none all of us should be making connections and start imparting sister brother it was so good to see you here man are you saved you're going to church are you just coming here to check it out get to know them can somebody say amen New converts, when people get saved, just like my friend, amen, they, 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 you know, they don't know how to stand when it gets hard. They just got saved and they got, they just got to fill with their emotions. Something God touched them and it was, it was something supernatural. They can't even explain it. Amen. But, but, but when things start rocking, amen, they, they, they forget the devil's still out there. <laughs> He's still coming after you. They don't know trials and storms and battles. Amen. They don't, you tell them that like, what? What are you talking about? Amen. You know, but they don't understand when the things get tough, how to stand. Being you and the Lord, amen, they're still being led by their feelings instead of their faith, amen. And so when things start hitting their lives as babes in Christ because they're still led by their emotion, many will fall away. That's why it's so important to make a connection. Tell your neighbor, get connected. Get connected. Come on, look at somebody and say, get connected. Get connected. I'm looking at you. Get connected. Get connected. Come on. You know. Get connected. You guys like this. Get connected. You don't want to look at nobody because once we make eye contact, oh man, I got to connect now. (laughs) There are three reasons why discipleship doesn't take place. Number one. People don't know how to disciple. Come on. It happens in the church. You can be here a long time and sometimes you don't even know how to disciple somebody. Because all you do is come and go. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Because or no one has ever discipled them. Amen. So we have to disciple people in order 
for them to be disciples. Disciples make disciples. Discipleship is done in these one small group settings, our, our classes, what we offer here, amen, whether it's the armory, whether it's uh, going to healthy emotional discipleship, amen, whether it's going to go men or, or iron sharpeners or, or women, uh, surrender women of faith. All the classes that we have here that's going on, these are classes to help you grow but also build in discipleship. It's over a cup of coffee and a donut. Come on. Let's go have a cup of coffee and donut. Come on, I sat with Josh a couple times over a donut and a coffee, just discipling. Discipling and partying, sharing things, amen. You know what? You, you want to invite me for a burrito? I'll go disciple with you, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, sometimes it's just sitting down one-on-one, sharing your heart with somebody. Can somebody say amen? Inviting someone over for some pancakes. Hallelujah. Come on, inviting someone over for some hash browns and eggs, hallelujah. Whatever it is, bring them over. Let me tell you, if you, invite, if you tell them food, people will come. But now, but now you got a disciple. It's not a hangout. We can fellowship too, but at some point, there has to be some kind of discipleship. That's the attention of the invitation. That's why I say, man, I want to, I want, let's go out, let's go have some lunch. Let's, let's do this, amen. We can start and build relationships, amen. This is where we hook up, get connected, build relationships, and build discipleship, amen. Number two, people are not seeking after people in the church to disciple. That includes leadership. We don't go looking for someone. We say, well, I got my group. I don't need to disciple anybody else. No, no, you got to, they're new people. We got to go out. We got to introduce ourselves. We got to start to make the connection right away. Can somebody say amen? Or some people are just lazy. Oh, not this church, not this church. But come on, some people are lazy, amen. Uh, they they, they, they want to come and go. They, they don't want to disciple nobody, man. I'm saved. I pay my tithes. I want to come, hear the word, and leave. <laughs> come on. They're the first ones out the door. Come on. They, they're even leaving during altar call. Because <laughs> they, they, they don't want to make no contact afterwards. Amen. They're like, okay, gone. <laughs> I mean, they, they leave right away. They don't, they don't want to. They don't want to cross somebody like, and they're like this because they don't want to go through the sea of people like, oh, man, like, oh. we're trying to weave our way up and we don't get eye contact with somebody because, you know, we get eye contact. Hey, what's up, bro? Oh, man. Oh, what's up, man? <laughs> Can I talk to you? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're not there. Come on. So, so some people, they, they just leave. They just want to come and go. So no one gets connected and disciples or builds no one. They don't want to do that. The third reason is some people just don't want to be discipled. Come on, they just don't want to be said, hey bro, what's happening? It's all right, I'm going, bro. Thanks. I mean they 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 cut off. Come on, they don't they don't they they, they don't want to be discipled. No, I don't want to talk to you. No, I don't want to have a donut with you. I don't want to have coffee with you, and I don't want to eat a pancake with you. <laughs> They're just straight, I don't want this. I don't I don't want I don't want to be discipled, amen. Listen, you can't disciple people that don't want to be discipled. You can't force it on them. You just got to pray for them. Amen. You, you can't take it personal either. Come on. You know, you always invite. They don't ever come. And, hey, they just, they don't want to, they don't want to be discipled. God gives us free will. Some people just don't want that. or some, some, some people, it takes a process. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes they've been church hurt already. So those are things you got to discern. Don't just say, man, I don't like that brother, you know. No, now you got a problem. <laughs> so we, we got we to gotta, we gotta do our things. Come on, somebody. You can't just judge, put judgment on them because of that. Maybe, maybe check yourself out. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it may just be you. Hallelujah. But we got to check things out, amen. And, and, and you got to understand, if they don't want to be discipled, you can't make them. Amen. Hopefully, if you keep coming, God breaks some things and we can start to build them up. Amen. Or someone else can build them up. Come on. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come on. So 
three reasons for discipleship, amen? So one is we're commanded to. Second is, come on, it, it is, it's an important part right after salvation in their lives. And the third, discipleship is the key in reaching the world for Jesus. Come on, the first thing that Jesus tells his disciples when he met them fishing was to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Hallelujah. And verse 20 says, they immediately left their nets, so they, they dropped what they were doing, and they started to follow Jesus. They immediately dropped who they were, church. They immediately dropped the way they were living. They immediately dropped who they were hanging out with and immediately started following Jesus. Come on, this is what happens. They started imitating Jesus right on the spot. They say, I'm, that's it with the world. I got my leader. I got someone who's going to take me. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to imitate him. Amen. So they left everything that they were and dropped it. Come on. Who you hang out with is who you will become. Listen, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, if you truly want to follow and imitate him, then some of us need to drop some stuff. I said, some of us need to drop some stuff. You cannot be a follower of Christ by holding on to the things of the world. You've got to drop some stuff. That's why the, the altar call is so important. It's, come on, this is not just a feeling. It's not like, okay, I want to say emotion. No, no, it has to be a commitment to be a true follower. You've got to make a commitment. So you know what? This is it. I'm done. I'm done with my life. That's what I did, amen. I was done, amen. After being backslidden, I was done. Come on, you guys came in because you were done, amen. Come on, life has just tore you up. The devil slapped you around. The devil stole stuff from you, amen. And you were done. That's why you're sitting in a chair today because you're done. I want Jesus. I want more Jesus. I want all that God has for me. I want to cross over to the promises of God, amen. And, but I know I can't do it and I can't cross over if I'm still holding on to some junk you got to drop some stuff got to drop our attitudes our way of thinking we got to start getting discipled and say you know what how can i be a follower of christ then get under somebody's wing and say can you disciple me i want to be a man of god i want to be a woman of god amen can you help me can you teach me yes we got classes here to disciple you come on if you want to spend some time with somebody just say pick up the phone hey bro can we hook up Let's meet, let's disciple, let's build each other, church. So the first thing he tells them is follow me, imitate me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Then the last thing he told them in Matthew 28.10. So this is the first meeting that they had. First time they meet Jesus, he says, drop your nets, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And the last thing he tells them before he goes back... Back, back to heaven, back to the Father, back to be in the right, right hand of the Father. This is the last thing he says. Now go make disciples. Follow me, imitate me, but now go make disciples. Go make disciples. Hallelujah. But in between those two statements of follow me and now go make disciples, he spent three years discipling them. Three years teaching them. Three years imparting into them. Three years of being an example to them. Why? Because you, before you can make disciples, you need to be discipled. Come on. Let me tell you, you get saved and you think you got it all, amen. You just go over there and start preaching in the corner, amen, all by yourself. The devil will slap you around. Because you need some word inside of you. Come on, just because you got saved, that's a good thing. But you, you, you need more Jesus. <laughs> Come on, you got, you got to get, get some direction. You got to get some instructions. What you can do, what you can't do. And you got to know your word. Because if you don't know your word, amen, someone out there knows the word a little bit more that can confuse you and mess you up. So we need to be disciples. We got to study the word of God, amen. You know, one of the best disciplers in my life has been the Holy Spirit. 
spending time with the Holy Spirit. He has discipled me. He has showed me then getting get together with some great men in my life, amen, in some great group settings, amen, that have discipled me in my walk as I came back. Come on. It was through disciples, disciple makers, disciples, discipling disciples. Come on. My best friend, David Arabella, amen, he was my discipler. He, he, he got me under his wing, and he, he just took his time and invested inside of me and discipled me. Jesus spent three years with his disciples. In those three years, Jesus personally discipled and taught them. Discipleship imparts spiritual wisdom to those that need guidance. It requires setting a standard and working with others to achieve it. Christ places leadership within the church to encourage people in their Christian growth, amen, offers godly accountability, not just for some. We all, somebody say we all, we all have a duty to disciple someone in love. Come on, it's just not done through leadership. It's, through, it's done through the house. It's each, each other, amen, brothers and sisters helping each other. Our actions should be a natural outflow of the spirit of, uh, at work inside our hearts. You know, because Christ touched my life, because I've been taught certain things. Now I want to I share that with somebody. Whenever you get an opportunity where God allows you to, to open the door and someone just allows their door to be open for them to hear the gospel, that is your opportunity to disciple somebody. Come on, whether it's saved or unsaved, that you can reach into them. So take every opportunity that God gives us and share the gospel to somebody. Amen? Come on, 1 Timothy chapter 4.12 says, commands this, be an example to believers in word in conduct, in love, in spirit, and in purity. Come on, Jesus showed them how to properly disciple people, how to love people by the way he discipled and loved them. John chapter 13, 15 through 17 says this, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are no greater than their masters, nor a messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Come on, Jesus here was showing them how to put others first, amen, to, to serve others, to love others. And, the, and this was one of the, the last things that he taught them before he went to the cross. And he says, now that you know, go and do. And if you do, you'll be blessed. If you do, you'll be blessed. You know why some Christians are, 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 are having a hard time and they, they have a miserable time walking with God because they're not sharing it with nobody. Now that they know, they don't go. And so the thing is, you can't store this up because it just, it's just here. It's meant to go out. What comes in is meant to go out. you got to share that with someone. I can't just hold this in. I, you know, what happens on sometimes when God's moving, man, i I gotta, I got to tell somebody. Come on, just like Jeremiah says, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. I got to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Come on, I don't care if you don't want to hear it. Let me tell you, my friend. Let me tell you what God did on Sunday. Let me tell you what God did in my marriage. You got to tell somebody. We're not men. That's why they're miserable because they're holding it in. They're like, I don't want to tell nobody. No. Come on, that's why they're, they're, they're so miserable. Because they're not sharing it. They're holding it in. They're a tightwad with Jesus. <laughs> Come on, it's meant to be passed around, shared. Come on, you passed around and you shared out in the world. Come on, pass, pass the 40, dude. Come on. Come on, we, we, come on you know. Why, why do we have to bull guard or, or keep Jesus all to ourselves? I'm throwing words that you guys don't even know, amen. <laughs> hey. Pass Jesus. Some, tell your neighbor, pass Jesus. Come on, give someone some Jesus. Come on, give somebody some Jesus. Amen. Share the word to them. Come on, they were to go make disciples the same way that Jesus discipled them. Disciples making disciples. Come on. If we're going to win the world, if we're going to win Las Vegas, amen, and keep those that walk into the church, amen, it's going to be through discipleship. If discipleship does not take place, people will fall away. 
The church has been good in leading people to Christ, but bringing them to Christ, come on, but not keeping them. It's the truth. It happens in all churches. Come on, we're good in leading them. We're good in inviting them, but not keeping them. Come on, we know how to lead them to the finish, to the starting line, but we don't lead them to the finish line. Come on. That takes place through discipleship. The church has the first part down, amen. Come on, we will go win. We will go preach. We will go pass out a flyer. But the, the church fails on the second part, and that is to teach and make disciples. We here at PCLV want to build, which comes through discipleship. We have a great team of pastors and servanthood leaders that do a pretty good job here at PCLV. Come on, and we're going to get better, amen, because we want to disciple people. That's why we have these classes, not just to have classes, amen. There are classes to disciple people, make them better, amen, within themselves, and get to build a community within themselves. We see that what's taken place through every ministry that's here, and they come and they testify, amen, because God did something, and now you see relationships that are being built, amen, and now it's no longer, amen, hey, what's up, bro? Hey, there's a hug. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's some personal things being exchanged. Because now we're trusting one another. Come on, somebody. Discipleship is Jesus' plan. It's the Great Commission. Winning the world does not come through one person. It takes all of us. Can somebody say amen? amen. Las Vegas is not going to be won through me and Pastor Maria. Amen. It's going to be through, through us. Somebody say me. Come on. Hallelujah. Disciples making disciples is the answer. Come on, we can have an awesome revival. We can invite a lot of people. We can blast it on social media, amen, and people may come and even answer the altar call and get saved. But if discipleship does not take place after, amen, come on, they're not going to come back. Listen, leading people into salvation and neglecting discipleship is like bringing a friend and then turn around and tell them, Hey, figure it out on your own. <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> I gave you a flyer. Amen. Pastor, get off my back. One of them came. <laughs> it's not for that. Come on. It's like inviting somebody here, man. You, you build that relationship. They come. They trust you. And what I do now? I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> I did my part. You're in. <laughs> you in. <laughs> Trying to figure it out now. <laughs> No, we, it has to be discipleship. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Come on, this is his plan, church. It takes, you got to understand, it, it, it takes three. Come on, it takes three in winning, uh, in disciple making and winning the world. It takes three. The first, come on, it is the one doing the discipling. The second is the one that's being discipled. So one is imparting, the other one is receiving. Now, one being discipled must be submissive and teachable. Because if they're not, then discipleship can't take place. You must remain teachable throughout your walk. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on. When you're teachable, then you're reachable. When you're teachable, then you are reachable. The third person involved in all this discipleship making is the Holy Spirit. So you got the discipler, the one that's being discipled, and then you got the third person of the Holy Spirit who helps both the disciple and the discipler in the process. Amen. There are three different levels of discipleship. Jesus modeled different levels. Amen. Jesus modeled it to the group of, 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 of large crowds. Amen. He did it to the 70 in Luke chapter 10, to the 12 disciples, to the three with, with Peter, James, and John, and even to the one, John the Beloved, one-on-one. -on -one. In each case, it was based on their hunger to know more. Come on. And their desire to learn. Listen, church, the greater the hunger is for those we disciple is the greater as disciplers we can influence other people. Come on, there has to be a hunger. 
Man, when you see people hungry for God, man, that should excite you. I get excited when, when new faces come into the church. I get excited when God's moving at the, oh, I mean, I, I, I get excited for Jesus. Come on. Somebody say amen. Come on. You got to, once you get more hungry and once you, like, if you can leave a service and man, I, I, I can't wait till Wednesday. Come on. That's a hunger, man. Or man, I can't wait to get up tomorrow morning and pray and read my word. I, I can't get up and, you know, invite somebody over for a donut. Amen. Or, or coffee. I can't wait to talk to somebody about Jesus. Another reason for discipleship, it produces leaders. For any church to continue to grow, it must produce leaders. The more leaders that we have, the more the church can do. Come on, somebody. One person can do so much. Come on. You see, if, if Pastor Marie and I did everything, amen, then we are, we'll be limited with our own abilities. And we've done that for years at times, building the church. Amen. So we started to disciple, build up people that can help us, amen. But, but listen, church. But if we can cause things to happen through the leadership, listen, then the fruitfulness is unlimited. Come on. Now we're branching. What you're seeing right now was taking over in our service because people are stepping out. And I just say, you, you guys just do your thing. I'm going to stand back. I'm going to put my hands. I want you to grow in your gifts. Flow. That's what's happening in the worship team. That's what's happening through our putting pastors and staff, amen, as assistant pastors with us, our servanthood, amen. Things are, they're stepping out and they're doing their thing. Now it's starting to grow. Come on, somebody. Come on. Now I can focus on what I need to bring for the church, for the body, as I become the apostle of the church, amen, sharing the vision, what God wants to do with us and through us. Can somebody say amen? If one person is doing everything, eventually that person is going to get burned out. Come on, somebody. D.L. Moody said this, it's better to train 10 people to do the work than, than do the work of 10 people. Come on. Come on. Some, we're doing a lot of work, amen. I remember one time I was... I was a worship leader. I was a, I was a, I was a, I was the usher. Amen. Hallelujah. I was a, man, I was a cleanup crew. I was everything. Amen. Amen. It was, it took some time. Hallelujah. It took some time even for me to release it. <laughs> Come on. So leadership is say amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> it took some time for me even to release it, man, because I, I got so used to doing that because I was always just wanting to serve. I'm a server. Amen. Pastor, we got it. Okay. I know I, I got it too. I'm a hands-on guy, man, man. I, you know, I got, I, I got to, but I disciple them. So they, they see me what I do and I straighten out the chairs. Amen. When I walk in Sunday morning, now, now I got Pastor Vic. Amen. Now you got Josh. Amen. They're walking. Oh, he wants a chair straight. He's going to walk in right now. Make sure. I like to walk in and say, Oh, somebody already did it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I'll find one. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> But I had to learn to release. I had to learn to release under what, what God has placed under my wife and I with our pastors, amen, and our leadership. And say, you know what, guys? Do your thing. I'm going to just trust the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to trust you. I trust you, amen, so go for it. God, you run the show. <laughs> this is his house, amen. Come on, I'll be here and make sure everything's okay, amen, but you know what? Let it flow. Let it flow. I'm no longer in control. God is in control. Amen. And when God is in control, that's when you start to see the spirit of God move. Come on. Somebody say amen. Come on. When we start to try, try to try to muzzle the Holy Spirit and hold him back, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. And it took a while for to me to release that. Say, God, this is your house. Amen. I'm just... I'm just nobody. I'm just here hanging out, amen, and seeing what you're going to do. And when you want me to speak, I'll speak. When you want me to do, I'll do. But God, you're going to do what you need to do. He, he, he has it. He got us. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 12 says this, two are better than one, amen, for one can help the other succeed. If a person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone falls alone, they're in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and be defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three is even better for the three, uh, for the triple braided cord is not easily broken. 
Come on, that's why we need each other, guys. We can't do it alone. We can do it together. Can somebody say amen? We are better together. Hallelujah. So when it comes to discipleship, listen, men disciple men. Women disciple women. Guys, come on, you can't say, I'm going to go disciple the new girl. <laughs> come on. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. Girls, you can't say, well, I'm going to disciple that new brother over there. I'm going to have some one-on-one -on -one time with him. You can't do that. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't encourage the opposite sex in a setting like this. And encourage your sister or encourage your brother and share a word with them or something in a setting like this. Together, all together, can somebody say amen? But when it comes to discipleship, let me tell you, when it comes to discipleship, it's taking time with that one person. Men disciple men. Women disciple women. Come on. When you do that, amen, and you try to hook up with a sister and try to be a good brother or a good sister, whatever you, whatever it is, and you got good intentions. I'm not saying it's bad intentions, but when you start to do that, you open the door to temptations in discipling the person of the opposite sex because it involves emotional and personal stuff at times, and it involves spending time, amen. Come on, which can open the door, amen, to a lot of other stuff that and some stuff you don't even see. And eventually you fall into sin. You know, I can't tell my wife, you know what, sister so-and-so, I'm gonna go meet her. Go meet her at Denny's, babe. I'm gonna go meet her at, at Denny's, babe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some pancakes with her. She wants, she wants to talk. No, I know I ain't, amen. That's right. I'm not. <laughs> if, if so, I'm taking, you know what? I'm taking Pastor Maria with me. <laughs> I'm going to take her with me. I'll say, we'll show up, amen, but it'll be me and my wife. Come on, somebody. Don't you put yourself in that kind of place. Emotions will lead you, and emotions will take over. You can't, you can't be sharing personal stuff to a brother, sister, or a sister to a brother. You can't share those things. You know, I wish my husband was like you. Oh, we start, we start comparing all that stuff. You, you, you're a good listener. Come on. I wish my wife had hair like you. And she prayed like you. You're a mighty warrior. <laughs> you better get it right, bro. <laughs> we can't be doing that. Come on. God gave you one. That's yours. <laughs> Work on it. Come on. If you're such a good listener, why don't you listen to your wife? And vice versa with the ladies. Hello. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on. Now, let me tell you, don't, don't get this wrong. Listen, don't get this wrong. There are times where I talk to the, the ladies here, and I'll, I'll, I'll share a good word to them. I, I'll, I'll pray for them. But that's just, that's just an encouragement. That's just a word I'm giving them. But I would never disciple one-on-one -on -one with a sister in this place. I would not meet them somewhere or meet them at the church by myself and say, can you disciple? No, you just go see my wife. You know, I, I won't spend time. I'll, I'll, I'll share and I'll encourage. I'll, I'll pray for you, ladies. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you. If you want to talk to me, I'm, I'm here open to hear from you. I'll stay here. We'll sit right there with everybody around us, and we'll talk. You can share, and I'll give you some directions. When it gets a little bit personal or intimate, I'm going to say, well, you need to talk to my wife now. That's where I stop it. You know, I'm not trying to be rude or nothing. I'm just trying to be safe and keep everybody safe. And so it's, it's just wisdom. We can't do that and say, well, that's kind of rude. Huh? No, be rude. <laughs> be rude. <laughs> I'm giving you permission to be rude. Come on. She keeps calling me. She wants to, I'm just going to go see her. No, be rude. No. Go see sister so-and-so. Go see pastor so-and-so. See pastor Des. Go, go see pastor Maria. Go see one of the sisters. See a leadership. Go. Be rude. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Amen. 
Come on, don't put yourself in there. Come on, don't, don't let emotions take over. Ephesians 24, uh, actually Ephesians 4.27 says, don't give the devil anything. Don't give him anything, amen? If you give the devil a foothold, he'll make it a stronghold. Don't give him nothing. Come on, it's a setup. It's a setup. I know the intentions are good. They start out good, but they end up bad. The intentions are good. Don't, don't, I'm not saying that's what your reason is. You really care for the person. You really want to see that person grow. But the, the, the intentions are good, but the results will end up bad. Amen. Romans chapter 13, 14, as I'm closing up here, it says, Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Amen. Come on. We need to focus on preaching, teaching, and making disciples. Preaching and keeping those that come in, church. Let's not just be hearers, but let's be doers of the word. Jesus voiced. He voiced it to the church. He voiced it to his disciples. To you and I that are here, go and make disciples. Let's focus on that. Now that you know, go. And as you do, you'll be blessed. Those are the words of Jesus Christ to his disciples. Now that you know, now that you've been taught, now go do. Come on, for you that are struggling and, and, and right now just having a miserable time of being happy serving the Lord, then start to talk about Jesus to somebody and watch the joy come back inside. Amen? Praise the Lord. Come on, let's all stand. Hallelujah.